We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Mile High Insiders with Nick Kendall and Luke Patterson. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Now, it's time to find out what's going on behind the walls of UC Health Training Center. What is up, Broncos country? It's Wednesday night. That's right, Wednesday night. Mile High Insiders in the house. Scott Kennedy on the ones and twos. Thomas Hall and yours truly, Luke Patterson. Tom, we were texting each other all day today, <laughs> trying to figure out what we wanted our show to be about. And sometimes material presents itself. <laughs> yes, it does. So just before we're getting ready to come on the air, a surprise mystery coaching candidate, where have we heard that before, uh, has been thrown into the mix for the Denver Broncos, specifically the defensive coordinator position. That's right, Broncos yep. country. A new defensive coordinator could be in the mix and is at least in the mix as a candidate here in Broncos country. Interviewed today with Sean Payton and George Payton. We'll get to who that is here in just a couple of minutes. But before I say hello to everybody in the chat, what's going on, Tom? How are you, buddy? Oh, yeah, doing all right. Uh, trying to survive the windstorm and uh, other other weather events out here. But, uh, yeah, doing well, doing well. Happy to be here. And, uh, yeah, excited to talk about uh, – something that is uh is kind of fresh and new because we've been mulling over the same stuff over the last couple of weeks so i'm, I'm <laughs> excited yeah i mean mulling over the same stuff is right man we're talking about coaching staff what's it gonna look like i've got a couple articles up on milehighhuddle.com marshawn lynch sounding off on russ giving some support terrell davis giving some support sean payton i mean we've heard that last year right we heard guys not really supporting russ some supporting russ so i mean that's not really news I mean, it, it's nice when Beast Mode goes out there and says, I keep Russ on my team. I absolutely love it. It's music to my ears. That's why I wrote about it at milehighhuddle.com. And Terrell Davis, Hall of Famer, signing off on Sean Payton, sign me up. But That's when it comes to the news of the day, man, we're talking defensive coordinator. We got to figure out who the <laughs> offensive coordinator is going to be. Uh, right. We can talk about Russ until the cows come home, and we will. He's the quarterback, at least for the 2023 season. But before we do, let's say hello to some folks in the stream Granville came in real quick, was number one in the in the uh, show on MHI tonight. And then Dominique Martin coming in as well, saying, what's up, Broncos country? Uh, Scott is the best producer to ever produce. That is right. We, <laughs> nice. we, love, we love Scott. We appreciate Scott. He's a good man, and he is always here for us. Speaking of here for us, our guy, Dylan Von Arks, is always here for us. Be sure to head on over to milehighhuddle.com. Check out what Dylan's got cooking up. He's got an article, at least in the chamber right now, getting ready to be fired out, saying, what's up, Broncos country? Make sure you hit that like button on the way in. Share on all platforms and subscribe if you have not done so already. Tom, mystery candidate. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> Are we going back in time? I mean, Sean Payton, that whole thing came full circle. He was he had momentum. He didn't have momentum. And then he came back. He was the head coach. Now we got a new name in the mix. Let Broncos country know what dropped just about a couple hours ago on milehighhuddle.com. Yeah. I mean, we got, it's hilarious. Like we're been, at least Sean Payton was in the mix from the beginning. This is like a, Hey, let's just uh, grab somebody at the very end. But Matt Patricia's name, like an hour, an hour and a half ago is now all of a sudden 
the uh, the name to be interviewed for the uh, Broncos defensive coordinator, the Matt Patricia from New England, who also was the head coach of the Detroit Lions for three years, which was, I would say, was a quite a failure uh, for sure as a head coach. But he has had a little bit of success as defensive coordinator. So, I mean, there is some. How about, how about <laughs> offensive coordinator, right? We're talking about the yeah. same guy with the beard and the pencil, Mr. MIT, yeah. smartest guy in the room. You could probably tell how I feel about him <laughs> based off of those few comments right there. But I'm encouraged that it's a surprise candidate that we're starting to see pop up here. Now, I say I'm encouraged with a little bit of cautious optimism. It's getting late early. Here in Broncos country, Tom, as you know, and yeah. it's time to get this staff together. I thought after the Super Bowl, like I'm talking Monday, Tuesday, we would have things pretty much locked down. And yeah. now we've got a new candidate being thrown into the mix. Matt Patricia spent time in Denver today with Sean Payton and George Payton and probably the rest of the Broncos brass. He is in Denver, Colorado right now enjoying this snowstorm. Uh, he's he's used to snow right in New England. And like you said, bad, bad run in Detroit as head coach. Not a lot of people have success in Detroit, especially at the head coaching level, unless you're Jim Caldwell, who was a candidate for the Denver Broncos head coaching position. Uh, but Matt Patricia, man, anytime you hear a former Patriot coach be mentioned with the Denver Broncos, Josh McDaniels comes up because we got Patriots McDaniels PTSD. Still here in 2023, Tom, um, I'm surprised. I'm optimistic. I think that the reason Matt Patricia is in Denver, and it's weird even saying that Matt Patricia is here in Denver right now, is because they're trying to leverage Rex Ryan. They're trying to leverage Vance Joseph. I think Sean Payton has a favorite, and he's trying to get that favorite by going a little bit outside of that circle. Yeah, I don't know. That's uh, interesting. I just I find this uh, whole coordinator search to be well at least interesting but strange to me like you know I, there's nothing against I, I don't have anything against coaches coming from new england for sure I no mean, i other do than, other than mcdaniels but head coaches for sure but you know they have had success as coordinators in other places uh, often uh well maybe not often but they have Matt Patricia, I'll tell you, when he was first coming up, I actually thought he was going to be, I thought he was going to be a, another, like a win out of that uh, Belichick uh, coaching tree, but he failed pretty miserably. So I have my reservations. And if they're just using uh, these names to try and get their, their um, top pick, so to speak, what are they waiting for? I mean, they're waiting been... for. <laughs> They're waiting who? for the, uh, the. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what they're waiting for. They're waiting for the Walton Penner ownership group to open those deep pockets <laughs> that are always being talked about. Because I think Rex Ryan is probably the number one DC, and that's why Mike S. Uh, I hear you. Why would we interview that clown? Um, listen, Matt Patricia should be respected in the NFL. The man knows football, but how well can he? do outside of new england i mean yeah. he was an offensive guy this year with matt with mac jones that didn't work um he's had personality clashes where have we heard that before with with different organizations and different players but to me i expected just like you had said matt patricia would be a, a new face of the patriots coaches but instead he's kind of falling into the same realm as a romeo cornell a charlie weiss a Bill O'Brien, almost these these flameouts at their respective positions, unless they're back with Daddy in New England. Well, I'll, I'll say this: uh, Romeo Cornell had some success as a defensive coordinator outside of New England, so there is that to lean on a little bit. And I, I was in, in Houston or Cleveland. I, Houston, he had some success, not a lot, okay. not a lot. He wasn't great, okay. but uh, he had some, <laughs> not as a head coach, as a defensive coordinator. He's been right. a defensive coordinator for quite a while, so. You know, going to a different spot, but but my problem is how much how much is the defensive coordinator uh, position Belichick versus Matt Patricia when he was there? He had a couple mm -hmm. good seasons as a defensive coordinator. I mean, he was uh, points he in twenty sixteen, I believe he was number one uh, for points against, and he's top five another year. So he had some success, but I want to know how much is that Belichick's mind and Patricia just going along for the ride. Versus how much Patricia really affected those those teams those couple of years where he was successful. And if he, he 
was wasn't very successful the er, early on. I didn't think as a defensive coordinator for the Patriots. You know who is successful? Always repping MHH and our gear. Our guy Michael Ronquillo. Good evening, Luke and Thomas Hall and Scott on the Mile High Insiders. Go Broncos! Buck them. And uh, Mike hit me up just like I asked him to do the other day. I said, I want to see you in that new Buckham shirt. I'm jealous, Mike, because I didn't get mine yet. Chad says it's in the mail, so I'm going to have to, you know, post my foot on the gas a little bit. I'm jealous. You can get that Buckham T-shirt. Super cool. Nice Broncos country orange with a Sean Payton visor on the huddleuppod.com store. Uh, Sue Gibson, back-to-back supers. Appreciate you guys joining us and rocking on MHI. Sue Gibson, 499. Hi, Luke, Thomas, and Scott. Thomas, why do you think it's taking so long to get a defensive <laughs> coordinator? I hope it's Rex yeah. Ryan. Look, I am I'm an impatient man for sure. And I've been trying to be <laughs> very patient with this. And like I've kind of tried to buy into the oh, he's taking his time, he's gonna get it right, higher, slow, fire fast, and all that. We're getting into the season off season now, where at some point soon we're gonna start seeing top candidates coming in for interviews. I think you would want to have your defensive and offensive coordinator in positions before that happens. We're only a couple of weeks away, right? The combine is right around the corner next week, next week. So, brother. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like sitting here thinking, when is this going to happen? Uh, so I don't know, man, I, it's, it, I'm with you. It's taking far too long. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Taking far too long. It's getting late early, and it seems like Broncos country has got an idea of who they want as defensive coordinator. Let us know in the live stream who you want to see as Sean Payton's DC and why. And we'll go ahead and give you a shout out. Hector coming in with a generous $2 super chat. Thanks for joining us on MHI, Hector. Really appreciate you taking time out of your Wednesday night to rock with us. Again, news of the day. Matt Patricia, former Patriots coordinator. Uh, I'm going to say Patriots coordinator, not defensive, because he had like an offensive scrum last year. And I want to like poke him and jab him and make fun of that a little bit. So Patriots coordinator, uh, Matt Patricia, who has largely served on the defensive side of the ball, you know him, you don't like him. He's the guy with the beard. He's the pencil. He's the MIT. We hear about how smart he is designing rockets and everything else, uh, but he can't seem to have success on his own outside of New England, which is why people are a little hesitant. Now, I do think it's important that Sean Payton went a little bit outside of his comfort zone. And going outside of your comfort zone is maybe going with a candidate that wouldn't be your first choice. If you're being fair in your evaluations, that's got to be one of the keys, especially when you look at things. We've all interviewed. We've Some of us have probably interviewed other candidates. And I know for me, it puts me out of my comfort zone when I eliminate those candidates that I prefer. Now, 
the candidate that you prefer may not be the best candidate for the job. And that's when you're going to lean on your team, right? You're going to lean on the Broncos front brass, George Payton, Sean Payton, Condi, Greg Penner. I don't know how much Mr. Walton's involved. Um, Mrs. Penner, Carrie Walton Penner, if you will. So I think the Broncos have a good circle of people trying to make sure they get the right guy. I hear the frustration out there in Broncos country, and you guys are exactly right. It's tough. It's getting late early around here, and Broncos country is ready for the 2023 season. But it's hard to be ready, guys, when you don't have an offensive coordinator or a defensive coordinator. Our guy, Phil McLaughlin, he's always ready. What's up, Phil? Hopefully you're doing well, brother. Good evening, Luke, Thomas, and Deacon Scott. No on Matt Patricia. Go Broncos. Buck them. Uh, Phil, I hear you, man. I'm right there with you. I'm not super interested in Matt Patricia, but I think it's a good sign that Matt Patricia was at least interviewed today uh, by Sean Payton here in Denver. He's in Denver right now. We've got a crazy snowstorm going on here in the Mile High City, and I think this is another candidate that is probably going to be used for leverage. Again, Vance Joseph, former head coach of the Broncos, concluded his interview with Philly. Now, I don't know if it was a secondary interview. Mike Kliss had that via Zoom, I think it was. Um, so all accounts for Vance Joseph suggest that he is waiting for a phone call from either the Philadelphia Eagles to be offered their DC position or the Denver Broncos to be offered their DC position. Rex Ryan, where does he ultimately fall in the mix? Uh, he's a loud personality. He's got a history of success. He's my number one candidate. I think you need a little bit of a villain Broncos country. I really do. And I think that villain could ultimately be Pat Mahomes' kryptonite, at least kryptonite enough to keep you in the fight because that guy's out there playing on one leg, looking incredible, doing things we've never seen. Speaking of incredible, our guy Miguel is coming in. We appreciate you, Miguel. Uh, good evening, fellas. It's been a minute. Is it a big deal going from a 3-4 to a 4-3? I just want a disciplined, aggressive defense. Miguel, that's an outstanding question because everybody's got preferences on what they like. 3-4-4-3. Tom and I talked about this last week because Tom found, what was it, a 2010 New York Jets playbook out there <laughs> yeah. from, from Rex Ryan. And when we were looking at that, my first question was, what base package is he running out of, right? 3-4-4-3 because depending on the linebackers that Rex Ryan has, that's what you're going to utilize. So that's my answer to that question, Miguel. What kind of players do you have? Because if you don't have the players to, to stand up in a 3-4, specifically on the edge and get after the pass rusher by, while still getting a nice healthy drop back, it's going to be trouble. Double down and talk about the interior defensive line. Do you have a true nose guard on this team? You might. And Mr. Mr. Jones, Mr. DJ Jones, I don't know about Draymond Jones, though, right? Let's talk about that a little bit, Tom. It seems like yeah. Draymond Jones comes up on this show every single week because the Broncos <laughs> have got to figure him out. People have love yeah. for him. He drives yeah. people crazy because he's got that potential. He's got the killer instinct. We just we want to see it get together. Yeah. Uh, the franchise tag period opened this week. The Broncos have a little bit of time to work with Draymond on trying to get a new deal. I know the fellas last night, Nick and Carl, on building the Broncos talked about it. What do you think just initially, Draymond Jones with the Denver Broncos? Extension, franchise tag, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think they're going to try and ex they're going to try and keep him, right? I I don't He's coming into his prime. Really, this is his prime. Defensive line prime right now. He's coming into it. They need to uh they need to get him uh, locked up for at least a few more years, right? To see if that potential actually happens. But so I, I think they're going to, the, I would say that they're probably going to end up franchise, franchise tagging him. But I mean, that's a big chunk of change for someone who is just always been on the cusp of doing something really good, but never quite gotten over that hump. So mm. it's a bit, it's a bit of a, bit of a pricey, uh, proposition there to keep him around on the franchise franchise tag for sure. What's so, up, Chris? But I would like to just jump back to the three four versus the four three. Uh, if you watch some of Rex Ryan's old defenses and stuff, he he ran a ton of like three three five, where it was like one linebacker, one middle linebacker, defensive backs, and you know he didn't. It wasn't he wasn't in the three four a lot. So if we're worried about four three three four, I wouldn't worry about it because there's so many other packages that he uses that. It, it really is kind of out the window. Um, he just, you know, like you said, you need some, you need some stand-up edge rushers in that uh, three, four. 
Well, and think about your base packages too as a whole, right? Broncos country. Broncos country is the most, and I, look, I'm going to say it's a fact, not even an opinion. Most educated fan base in the NFL, in my opinion, is Broncos country. I'm not saying that because I'm a Broncos fan. I'm not saying that because I live here. I'm saying that because I travel the country. I interact with other fan bases, and I get sometimes Broncos country gets a little too excited. They show a little too much love for some of their players, and then when they leave, they're kind of like lovers spurned. But <laughs> Uh, look, nickel and dime packages are almost starting to become a base package. You're starting to have these hybrid packages. Why? Because it's a pass happy league. You're not seeing necessarily the thumpers outside of, uh, the Tennessee Titans that want to just jam the ball down your throat for the entire game because they don't have that quarterback that can air it out. I mean, Defenses adapt over time, and that's one of the reasons why I think it's a concern that Rex Ryan has been out of the game for six years, but he has not let it go. Uh, It has not passed him by. He's still talking with guys. It's his job, folks, to be an analyst of the defenses that he used to run and he used to cover. Um, So I still think Rex Ryan is is a legitimate candidate. I think that he's wanting the Walton Penners to – go deep in those pockets, baby, and bring out that ching. Because why not? You know you've got one of the richest ownership groups in all of professional sports, let alone North America and the world. Ask for money. All they can tell you is no. That's right. And thank you, Gary Palmer, for coming with the Super Chat. Appreciate that. We always uh, love the support on here. I love seeing you on here, Gary. It's great to, to see your comments and in any of these shows. So thank you very much. And I'll just say, you know, when I'm GLP. looking at these candidates – uh, Rex Ryan is, even though it's hard to say, like Rex Ryan is the top. And then I'm going to slot Patricia before Vance Joseph. And yeah. How much I dislike Vance Joseph's Me ability too. to coach. And at least it's something different, Tom. I mean, right. why are we going to bring the same? You think Justin Simmons wants to be playing for Vance freaking Joseph again? No. Nicest guy in the world. I hear you. Nicest guy in the world. Yep. But. We just got rid of one of the nicest guys in the world That's <laughs> and right. because this isn't about being nice. It's about getting the results on the freaking field. And Joel, I see you, buddy. Fuck them. Let me know if you got that shirt. Send it over at Mile High Huddle on Twitter. You can tag us at Luke Patterson LP at Thomas Hall NFL. And then Scott's at Scout Kennedy as well. Do us a solid head on over to the mothership too at Mile High Huddle. Give us a follow at MHI underscore pod. Mike Ronquillo coming in again. Thank you, brother. Appreciate all the support. One video I like from Rex Ryan was the snack video. I, that is like, that lives in my subconscious all the time. Like, let's go yeah. eat a goddamn snack. Uh, that and the foot jokes, Tom, I, I've been yeah. having fun with for a long time, but it is getting late early. Michael, Michael wants to know who the Broncos defensive coordinator is going to yeah. be. I've got no clue who the offensive coordinator is going to be because Sean Payton pretty much yeah. calls his own shots on offense. We're kind of guessing Lombardi. We don't know. Uh, but everything is still kind of in flux. And like you said, Tom, the NFL scouting combine is next week. The franchise tag for tagging guys started this week. I mean, the NFL offseason is in full swing, folks. And head on over to my Twitter, at Luke Patterson LP. I posted an offseason calendar that the league runs, and it's always really nice and organized, and it does update should anything crazy, like, I don't know, a pandemic or something like that happen. It does update those dates and uh, you can follow along with your NFL offseason. Yeah, I'll tell you it, the thing about it being this close to the uh, to this combine and, and the draft coming up is these all these three can three candidates that we're talking about are different, right? Like they're they're a little bit different. So who are you going to really want to bring in to fit your scheme in the draft? Because this is going to be a long term solution. I mean, if you get Matt Patricia, he's not going to get a head coaching job pretty anytime soon. Neither is Rex Ryan. They're going to be the defensive coordinators for a while. It's time to get make some decisions. And the longer you wait, the less that pool of people becomes. Like the all the talented people are getting hired by these other coaches that have have uh, gotten jobs. We we I mean, Carolina yeah, staff man. is almost <laughs> all fully hired, and we're still sitting here waiting. So. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. 
With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, but they're going to suck outside of Ever, <laughs> I know Frank Reich's your bae and everything, and you at least wanted him to see as a candidate because, again, sure. I, and I talked about it just when you popped off real quick. I think it's important that you bring external candidates in, even if it, they're not your first choice. Um, sure. Just because they're not your preferred choice doesn't mean they're the wrong choice. And I've learned that over my life. I mean, we all have biases. Uh, I think it's incredibly humble of Sean Payton to go outside the box a little bit and maybe, Hey, let's look at, you want to hear three big names at DC? Those are pretty big names. I mean, Rex (laughs) Ryan, Matt Patricia and Vance Joseph. I mean, and I I was thinking about it today before we hopped on, if Vance Joseph doesn't get a call from Philly or Denver, is he just out? I mean, does he go and be an assistant DB coach again or something like that in Carolina for Evero or for his boy, Joe Woods, who I think, think got picked up as a dc somewhere i can't remember yeah he moved to um i feel like it was houston but i can't i can't I think you're right exactly i think it was yeah yeah my, my uh you're right about interviewing other people because even you don't want to get locked in to a certain candidate and and not have an open mind so having these off the wall kind of candidates is it's fun for us for sure but it's also kind of lends a different perspective but in the end, like they got, they've got to make a decision, right? They've got, and it's got to be the right one, especially on defensive corner. Offensive corner, I'm not as worried about because, you know, you got Peyton running the show. But defensive coordinator, I mean, he got the wrong one in Rob Ryan at New Orleans, and it was a terrible experiment. <laughs> and so, Rob's in Vegas, and Rob's in Vegas yeah. right now is like an assistant <laughs> right. DC. Right. So, you know, you got to get it right on the defensive side of the ball. And I just, I'm, I'm struggling to, you know, see who they're going to bring in and when they're going to bring him in. Right. Yeah. And our guy Gage, man, he's one of our friends that we get to rap with out at training camp every year. He's a good dude, man. Always on his stuff. Gage correcting us saying, nah, man, Joe Woods went to New Orleans again, former defensive coordinator for the Denver Broncos under Vance Joseph. He spent, I think the last few years with Cleveland trying to manage their mess of a defense that has gotten better um, for sure, but we'll see what he does. George Fox coming in. I don't want anybody from New England. Hit that thumbs up, Denver Broncos for life. I hear you, George. The once Broncos country, again, Broncos country was spurned. Now, that doesn't mean that everybody that comes out of New England is a dud. Not at all. Uh, One dud that came out, or one non-dud that came out of New England I can think of that was a pretty good stud a keep to lead. I know he didn't originally <laughs> start with the New England Patriots. I think that sure. was with the Tampa Bay Bucks and yeah. in uh homeboy out of Kansas State there, but no man, you need some dogs and New England gets dogs especially with players but yeah. fit. What kind of scheme do we want to run on defense? I mean, these are the things that Sean Payton is asking these guys. And when you interview for the Denver Broncos, it should be a pretty straightforward process and you know at least one of the questions is going to be how are you going to stop Patrick Mahomes. Right. Well, and and the, I think they spent eight hours with Vance Joseph, and he obviously didn't answer that question very well because he he left to go interview someone. If they loved Vance Joseph, right. they probably they wouldn't, wouldn't let, him let him leave after eight hours of interviewing. I mean, that's a long interview. He better have come up with something good, but it doesn't seem like it. And then he goes to Philly, and they didn't really like what he was saying there either. So I think he got a shot <laughs> because Elway liked him, and that's how he got his shot uh, with, as a head coach. And it was a disaster. And that was the problem is they locked Elway locked in on him, which I like that. They're not doing that. They're not locking in on one guy, but they, like you said, they've got to find a solution for the AFC West, especially Pat Mahomes. And so far, I don't think anybody has convinced Peyton that they can do it. Yeah, it's, it's going to come to con- some convincing. How good are you in an interview, but how authentic are you, too? Because Sean Payton sees past all that BS. We all do. Uh, if you're just spitting out a company line, 
everyone's going to know it. If you're talking from your heart, if you're talking from your soul, even if you don't know somebody that well, you can identify those things and you can pick up on it. And Broncos country needs an authentic uh, defensive coordinator. They need offensive coordinator. They need these things. And uh, again, Broncos country, uh, proving my point, most knowledgeable fan base in the NFL. Akeem Talib was from KU, Luke. Oh, Rock yeah. chalk. None of that wildcat stuff uh, that Dalton Reisner is representing. He was a KU bird. I hear you. Um, yeah. Appreciate that. And, and Riptide's coming in. He's like, hey, man, I got to make sure you know I'm a rock chalk Jayhawk. And that that stuff ain't going to fly. I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate your Riptide, and thank you for your service as well. We got to have a nice little chat today on Twitter. Again, Broncos country, news of the day, at least here on Mile High Insiders. Matt Patricia, former Patriots coordinator on defense, splashed with offense. He's here. He's here right now in Denver. Had an interview with Sean Payton. And the Broncos brass, Broncos country is reacting to it. Let us know in the chat, Broncos country, and we will definitely throw your comments up. Who is your choice for defensive coordinator and why? And how do you feel about Matt Patricia from the evil empire of New England coming here in Denver? Uh, there's always some hesitation there. And the fact that it was just a huge surprise today to me tells me that he's kind of like a last minute entry into this whole thing. Like, and and that tells me that they're not satisfied with who they have already interviewed. Mm. Unless you're right, unless they're trying to, you know, get Rex Ryan to to move his price tag or whatever it may be. But it just seems like they've kind of interviewed these people and just weren't happy. So they're like, oh well, we better get back out there and throw the throw the net back out there, so to speak. Not that he's a bad defensive coordinator. It just is a big surprise to me that he was here today in Denver interviewing. I wanted to reach out to or, or grab Seth's comments here because Desai was someone that that you had on your list. Correct me if I'm wrong, Thomas, oh, yeah. that you were curious about. And Seth is as well saying Rex Ryan is his number one choice. And then Desai and then uh, and then Richard. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I, yeah. I like Desai. Desai. I mean, he seems like his name is being moved down the list a little bit. Um, I don't know why. I don't know why. He seems like he has what it takes to be a good defensive coordinator up and coming, just like Evero, right? Evero came in young up and comer who had uh, put together a good game plan, put together a good defense, got players to play with them. Desai was kind of, is kind of seems like that mold where people really are excited about what he has to offer and why he just kind of went away is beyond me. Plus, you know, he's kind of from that same, uh, same tree a little bit, you know, he's got a lot of experience with defensive coordinators. I think he could step in. And it wouldn't be a huge change for the defense, so to speak. I mean, I know everybody runs something a little bit different, but if you kind of come from the same learning tree, you're not going to be hugely different. So, and I think that's a plus because if you look, like I said on the last time we had this uh, this show, I believe last week, I said the one knock on, well, there's more than one knock on Rex Ryan, but the big one, people players complained that it was so complicated, it was hard to just go play. And if you got you've got a new coach coming in, they're learning a whole new system that's complicated. You're going to see a downward uh, move on that defense early on, in my opinion. So if you're bringing, or you need to like, get, or, or you need to get smarter players, or because some, yeah, I, exactly. I, I think there needs to be a healthy marriage between that. If the if the playbook is is so damn thick and so complicated that your guys can't grasp it on a week in week out basis, there's a problem with coaching. If your players are so detached, frustrated, and unable to pick up different schemes on a weekly basis, then maybe they're distracted. Maybe they aren't the sharpest tools in the shed. I mean, you have to have a healthy mix of both. And I don't know about you, Thomas and our guy, Gavin, what's up, Gav coming in as well, man. Good friend of mine. And again, we watched training camp with Gavin as well. Come on out to training camp this year, Broncos country where you can watch yeah. it with MHI. Um, no, man. One thing that's frustrating me right now, and I've been saving it for this show the league is out there. We got NFL news popping left and right, talking about players that are being re-signed. Broncos aren't re-signing anyone, Thomas, because they don't have their coaching staff figured out. Again, Alex Singleton talked about it with Mike Kliss during the Super Bowl week, and there's an article up by Nick Kendall at milehighhuddle.com right now talking about PFF grading Alex Singleton as one of the biggest surprises and best players of the Denver Broncos in 2022. Be sure to check that out. Um, he said, look, I, I'm interested in, in returning to Denver. I'm flying back there, you know, whenever it was 
But I understand that the front office wants to complete their coaching staff before they get to us players. It's time to go, Tom. I mean, sooner or later, (laughs) other teams are going to come in here and start swooping up these guys. I know, I know, I know. NFL scouting combine is coming. Those are only college players. Thomas, deals get done at the NFL scouting combine. And Broncos country knows that. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Well, yeah, think about it. It's March 15th is the uh is the start of free agency. That's not far away. That's two mm. and a half weeks, I think. I mean, you're and you're talking, we were talking about Draymond Jones. What if the coach comes in and says, Yeah, Draymond Jones really isn't a good fit for our scheme? Then you're not gonna re-sign him. Or what if he is like the perfect fit and you've waited too long and now you know he knows that other people are like ready to give him big money? I it's just I know it's it's hard to be um I know it's hard to be like impatient and you gotta wait, you gotta kinda make sure that you you cover all your bases and you know, us from looking from the outside, we don't know what's going on in there, but at this point, it does seem to be taking longer than it should. Longer than it should, and the more time it takes time is money, right? I mean, you could ultimately be costing yourself money. I'm sure the resources aren't being dwindled by any means for guys being flown in here for an interview or anything like that. But again, it's getting late early. Dudes from New Orleans coming in here. We love that New Orleans love. Do you think any of these coordinators can level up this defense from what they did last season? I think Rex Ryan could absolutely level this defense up with guys like the Smash Brothers, Josie Jewell and Alex Singleton, I'll have an article coming out shortly. Will the Smash Brothers return? Again, Nick Kendall's got an article up right now on Alex Singleton on milehighhuddle.com talking about all of his success. And he, talk about a dark horse candidate. We're out there at training camp. Tom was with me. I didn't see necessarily Alex Singleton making this team. Uh, he proved everybody wrong. Special teams, his preparation, his hard work the manner in which he plays the game. Again, not the most athletic guy in the world, right? But he can make things work. And he had a special synergy, at least, with the outlaw Josie Jewell. One thing we know about Rex Ryan, he loves his linebackers. Loves, loves, loves. And he wants to blitz those linebackers. And he wants to send heat. He wants to send pressure. I would love to see a Josie Jewell, Alex Singleton, try to get to Pat Mahomes. Uh, maybe you get some creative stunts up front on the defensive line. Maybe you send some DBs like the Broncos used to in Super Bowl 50, right? I mean, you got Chris Harris sometimes screaming off of that edge. Akeem Tlaib screaming off of that edge. Those are things that I think Rex Ryan can bring with his aggressiveness, his aggression rather. Um, Again, not the most creative guy in the world, uh, but you don't need to outsmart everybody. You need to outplay them, and you need to be able to put people in a good position. Um, Dan coming in, Dan Wilkett, thanks for joining the show. Alex makes tackles after they run by. Not a good linebacker. Uh, number one tackler on the team this year, brother. Dan, I, I hear you. He leaves Alex Singleton leaves a lot to be desired with his physical traits, his pass coverage, but the dude is always in the mix, and it's one of the reasons why Alex Singleton led this Denver Broncos squad in tackles. So I ask you, Broncos country, and I ask you, Dan, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but if you don't bring Alex Singleton back, what are you going to do with the linebacker position? Jonas Griffith is coming off of an injury in November, a foot injury. He is a, I think the Broncos have the right to tender him. If they do, he can only deal with the Broncos during that time frame. The linebacking core is so thick for, or so thin rather for the Denver Broncos right now. George Payton has never drafted a linebacker that's not named Baron Browning. And again, Baron Browning was converted to edge, a move I didn't want to see happen. I I liked Baron Browning at the linebacker, but we don't need to move him back now. I do think it can definitely hinder a man's performance, moving him all over the field. And if the Cowboys aren't careful, with Micah Parsons, you're going to see that as well. Uh, you got to put a guy in a good position to play. 
but you also have to have him and his teammates in a good position to have success. Kathy Lund, a good friend of the show. Hey, Luke, good to see you. Are you rocking a man bun? I am. I'm growing my hair out a little bit. I'm trying to get healthier. I'm eating clean, riding the Peloton, all that fun stuff, changing the hair up just a little bit. Feel free to make fun of because uh, I'm not that good at doing it or anything like that yet. Seth coming in. Is Draymond Jones worth 15 to 18 million a year with the other needs this team has? I don't think so. Oh, man, that's a really good question, Seth. And I know, again, the fellas had this debate last night. I'm building the Broncos. Be sure to listen to that wherever you get your pods and leave those guys a, a review. Carl and Nick do a really good job. And again, Scott's on that as well. Oh, man, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money for an unproven commodity. And I say that with the utmost respect because I like Draymond Jones. Initially, I had a lot of reservations with him. But I, I think that his attitude, I think that his demeanor, I think that his level of play and even his versatility that he showed last year is going to command some dollars. I would be shocked if the Broncos don't franchise tag him, if they don't reach a deal. Uh, I think that's by mid-March or so. Um, I, I think Draymond Jones is going to come back. So good question, Seth. I would at least try to get that deal done if you're the Denver Broncos. But again, man, how are you going to be signing your, your free agents if your coaching staff isn't even put together? Remember Broncos country. It was that, that Jacksonville game when the Broncos went across the pond to the UK that Greg Penner, he put the kibosh on everything. No more contract extensions. No more negotiating. We're stopping this right now. And I think a lot of that had to do with the Russell Wilson contract, which doesn't kick in till after this next season. So I know it pissed Dalton Reisner off. He went on state sponsored and talked about it. Uh, I know it pissed Draymond Jones off because I've talked to Draymond Jones about it when I ran into him in Glenwood Springs. Uh, it's one of these things, man, where it's getting late early. I keep saying it, but that's kind of the theme right now for the Denver Broncos. When are they going to finish their coaching staff so they can start signing some players Jesse Hilborn coming in went from the top five of middle went from the top five to middle of the road with the trade. Yes, we've got Sean Payton, but he isn't likely to get many sacks this year. Bradley Chubb needs replaced. I hear you, Jesse. That's a really, really good and smart comment, man. And, and that Bradley Chubb trade to Miami ultimately helped get Sean Payton here. Right. But the Broncos have got to figure out the pass rushing position. Thomas talked about it last last week on MHI. I mean, Randy Gregory, what kind of return on investment are the Broncos going to get from him? Baron Browning, he fought through injury, did his damnedest in his first year as a true edge rusher. Now, he was moved around a lot at Ohio State, right? He had that versatility, loved seeing him at the Senior Bowl a few years ago, again, with Quinn Miners and his teammate, Jonathan Cooper. Coop, when are you going to show up, buddy? I mean, I was really high on this guy. I wish he'd get in the weight room a little bit more. Speaking of weight room, Nick Benito. Uh, a, not really a stud in his first season. George Payton talk about the weight room was first comments in, into the podium. He needs to get in the weight room. Never good when your pass rushers are being told they need to get in their weight room. Uh, Hector coming back in. I appreciate you, brother. Do you think someone like Nick Benito could step into a bigger role? I hope he is. And Broncos country needs to hope Nick Benito steps into that bigger role. Again, he was the first pick of the draft last year in the second round. And not a lot of Nick Benito sightings out there. I know he's got the cool name, right? Casa Benito and all the cool things happening at Casa Benita and the South Park creations and all that kind of stuff. But cool names doesn't win football games in the NFL. I mean, Mr. Unlimited Russell Wilson learned that last year. Nick Benito has got to have someone a veteran presence, take him under his wing. And I don't know who that veteran presence is. It's not going to be Randy Gregory. Um, the guy has had issues, not just with weed, all right, but he's out there trying to fight his former Dallas Cowboys teammates at practice last training camp. I was there on the media sideline, credentialed for the whole thing, and he's injured trying to fight his old team. Not smart. Uh, I thought maturity was going to be the name of the game for Randy Gregory here in Denver, and that remains to be seen as well. But who can get the best out of some of these bad apples? I think it's Rex Ryan. And you kind of need your defense to be full of some villains, like I was talking about earlier. You need your defense to have some bad guys. Again, we're not trying to win the popularity contest and 
don't ever meet your heroes, Broncos country, but the NFL is a results-oriented business. Seth coming back in. He was so good the first few games, Randy Gregory. I just wish he was healthy like ever. Uh, yeah, health again, name of the game. How healthy are you? Are you available? Are you versatile? Are you a good teammate? Randy Gregory, that Christmas game, right? We, I know we all want to try to block that Christmas game in L.A. against the Rams out of our memory. And what are some things we remember of that game? Dalton Reisner getting in a fight with Brett Rippon on the sideline over sacks that Russell Wilson was taking. You got Latavius Murray shoving Dalton Reisner. You got Randy Gregory trying to fight guys after the game. Again, man, you want to fight? Fight on the field within the rules. Fight for those sacks because Broncos, the Broncos have, definitely dished out the bucks when it comes to randy gregory uh scott our guy weighing in real quick saying maybe dalrymple will have better luck keeping the broncos healthy again dalrymple is the new strength and conditioning coach following the new orleans saints model and his guy sean payton coming over to denver replacing lauren landau and I, I that's a good change too tom we haven't really talked about that but lauren landau's name has been criticized and he has been criticized for a, a number of years now based on the Broncos' injuries, and deservingly sure. so. Um, it's good. It's good to have change, and it's good to have a head coach who Absolutely. knows what he wants in his players. Yeah, I, sorry I had to jump off here a couple of times. I'm having some uh, difficulty getting my uh, daughter uh, connecting flights. So uh, apologize for jumping off here, but family comes first. Yeah, Don't I, ever you, apologize, Tom. I don't know if you know this about me. I've been with me for a long time. I can talk. <laughs> All right. I can talk. Doesn't mean necessarily everybody's going to listen, but I can definitely talk. Sure. Well, I just want to answer your question. I mean, it's definitely true. Change is good sometimes, and they had to do some change in the strength and conditioning. I don't have anything against Landau, but something wasn't working. If it was just dumb luck for three years or however long it was, it doesn't, uh, I don't know what it was, but making that change hopefully will bring some different fortune. Just bringing in somebody new, trying something different. Hopefully it'll put a, a wrap on the massive injuries that uh, we saw in Broncos country the last few years. It's been, it's been pretty brutal. Uh, Mike, we really appreciate you, brother. I broke my Facebook stars record with 19,200 stars. That is a ton of support, Mike. I can't thank you enough. MHI, Mile High Huddle. You rock with us 24-7. I see you on every show. One of the kindest human beings I know. And I don't know about you, Tom, but one of my favorite parts of doing these shows is Mike always hits us up immediately after to give us a sign of encouragement, to give us a sign of support. Hey, man, great show. Hey, I had a lot of fun. That stuff means so much to me. I know it means a lot to you, and it's very, very humbling to have a friend like Michael. Yeah, it sure is. And I'm sorry, Luke, I got to drop off. I, I got to take care of this flight situation. So I, I, I'm i sorry to all the listeners here. You're good. But, uh, You're I, good, I brother. Drop off, so. Go yeah, do it. Thank you go very take, much. Okay. Yeah, go take care of uh, go take care of your daughter, man. And and again, family first, right? That That's how we roll here at Mile High Huddle. And it's just got to be one of those uh, those things, man, where we make sure that our guys and gals have the support that they need. I will rock with you guys here for it looks like maybe the next 10 minutes or so. We'll see how the show goes. Jesse Hilborn coming in. I think we need to focus free agency on our line and get an edge early as we can in the draft. The draft is way more loaded in edge than in the offensive line. Jesse, you've been watching film. I can already tell. I appreciate that, that you know that the priority has got to be on the defensive and offensive line. There are always, in my opinion, more edge rushers than there are offensive linemen. I hate to say that generality, if you will, generalism, uh, but it's kind of the nature of the beast, right? But how many of those guys can you hit on? How many of those guys can play? Scott was at the Senior Bowl. I was at the Senior Bowl. I was at the Shrine as well. I'm telling you, the offensive line class is a little scarier when you get into the mid to late rounds. Uh, I don't know how well some of these guys could come in and if they're asked to play immediately, if they can perform. Huge, huge jump from college into the NFL. Even for guys that are absolute beasts. You look at guys like Dalton Reisner, who's still trying to figure it out, right? Do the Broncos want him? Does he want to come back? That remains to be seen. His first year, we talked about it on the show last night as a rookie, uh, I talked to some Broncos offensive line coaches who put him at left guard because, again, he could play four different positions off the uh, offensive line. He was put at left guard to help Garrett Bowles. 
Dalton Reisner helped Garrett Bowles earn that contract extension. Make no bones about it. That is the that is true. Lloyd Cushenberry, the very next year, Dalton Reisner's asked to help a rookie at the center position. When is Dalton Reisner going to get the right to be selfish and settle into the left guard position? What is his offseason going to look like? Do people want to commit to him? I could make the argument that the Broncos should move on from him. I could also make the argument that because it's not a strong free agent or draft class at the guard position, maybe they should keep him. So I think those things definitely come into play when you're looking at this team, but you guys are exactly right. The offensive line and the defensive line, that's where the game is ultimately won. The Broncos have got to figure it out. Degeneration X coming up. $10 super. Appreciate you so much. Luke, you and Tom need to pair up a little more, and you're bringing out the best in Tom. You can see the passion in Tom, why he was on the podcast. Family always comes first. I appreciate that, DX, man. Seriously, that means a lot to me. Tom's a friend, man. We, we talk almost every other day. So uh, when I got the chance to, and learned that he would be coming over to MHI, I was super pumped and super excited. Again, Nick is a friend as well. I talked to Nick weekly as well. Um, and Nick didn't go anywhere, folks. Nick is on Building the Broncos. He was there last night. He's on Broncos for Breakfast with Scott Kennedy. And then you can also do find him doing some Falcons coverage with Scott as well. So uh, Nick is everywhere. He got back from Hawaii. He had a great time. And if you would like to read Nick's latest article on Alex Singleton, head on over to milehighhuddle.com. DX, can't thank you enough for the support. Speaking of milehighhuddle.com, I've got a couple articles up there right now. I just wanted to plug real quick. Um, Terrell Davis had some really interesting comments on why he is 100% all in on head coach Sean Payton. And he says, quote, Russell Wilson is not broken. That should make you feel very optimistic if you're a Broncos fan. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com where you can read about that. And then just a day later, Marshawn Lynch, that's right, beast mode. I'm here for that action boss, Skittles, right? We love him. You know him. We love him. Uh, Marshawn Lynch was talking on the podcast, I Am Athlete, with former Broncos wide receiver Brandon Marshall, former Broncos cornerback Adam Pacman Jones, and Colorado native Lindale White. Um, and, and they had some really interesting comments about Russell Wilson, about Nathaniel Hackett. Beast Mode went out there and said, Look, I'd put Russ on my team. I want him. He's special. He, he sacrifices, and I absolutely loved it. Marshawn doesn't hold punches. He doesn't pull punch, punches, folks, and he doesn't just say things to make people happy. He says what he means. Again, you can read all about Marshawn Lynch and Terrell Davis's comments on Sean Payton and Russell Wilson on milehighhuddle.com. Lawrence Rivera, our guy Larry, we appreciate you, buddy. What is up, guys? Man, this defensive coordinator and offensive coordinator, it's still vacant. That's what's up, Lawrence. You didn't miss anything in case you're coming out from Iraq or wondering what happened. We're still waiting, baby. We got Sean Payton, but who are his big pillars of support going to be as the offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator? Lawrence, news of the day, I'm sure you've heard. We've got this up at milehighhuddle.com as well. Chad was sure to get that up right before the podcast started. Former Patriots defensive coordinator Matt Patricia is in Denver right now. He interviewed for the defensive coordinator position today, and Broncos country has been reacting. Todd Ostendorf coming in. What is up, Todd? Hopefully you're doing well, buddy. Thank you for joining MHI and rocking with Scott and I. Unique Ningakwe is available, although someone said there were concerns about him, but I am not sure what. Uh, I love Ningakwe. He's actually got a brother coming out in the draft this year, too. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, where do you want to spend your money? Do you want to spend it in free agency or do you want to extend a player? Uh, Draymond Jones wants to get paid. You're probably not paying a Draymond Jones if you're bringing in Ningakwe. And I get it. They're different positions, but you've already got a ton of money locked up into Randy Gregory. How gun shy is George Payton and ultimately greg penner going to be with some of these things again greg penner was the guy that said shut down the contract extensions during the jacksonville jaguars game because uh, i'm speculating that it, it was because of russell wilson's contract extension at least the way things were going phil mclaughlin coming in with a good question is dalton reisner a free agent that's right he is he, he is going to have an opportunity to at least speak with the broncos evaluate his uh, other opportunities in the NFL, because I'm sure there will be other opportunities. But Dalton Reisner let it be known uh, right after that Jacksonville Jaguars game and a little bit later 
into the season when things weren't going so well, he was pissed off that the extension wasn't done. And I don't blame him. Dalton's a very honest guy. He's not one to ever throw a teammate under the bus, but I can tell you based off of things that I've heard, he was very unhappy at the end of the year. And I don't think I'm breaking news per source guarantees or anything like that by saying that Broncos country, you see it, you, you see the product on the field and, um, it's got to improve and it's got to improve with Dalton Reisner. It's got to improve, improve with Draymond Jones. Again, these guys have not arrived. <laughs> and I think that's the tough thing for Broncos country to differentiate. Um, I know Scott feels the same way. We should be able to get so much more out of Draymond Jones, so much more out of a Dalton Reisner. And it's really, really tough when you're asking Dalton Reisner as a rookie to make the calls for Garrett Bowles at left tackle. When you're asking Dalton Reisner his second, third year to make the calls for Lloyd Cushenberry as a rookie center and in turn drew lock. I mean, Dalton Reisner has got a lot of evaluations he's got to do. The Broncos are doing those same evaluations, but the Broncos have also let it be known. We are not re-signing players until the coaching staff is set. Jonathan Peterson one coming in. Thank you for rocking with me, JP. If Reisner does come back, maybe use that anger to get better. That would be good, Jay. Uh, I don't know that Dalton plays with anger. I think Dalton is a very tactical, uh, intelligent, thoughtful man. That's not to say he can't be a beast in the trenches, but I don't see the killer instinct necessarily with Dalton Reisner that I really, really want. Again, he's a very intelligent player, so intelligent that he supplements the rest of the offensive line with his calls, with his preparation, things of that nature. So I would like to see Dalton return, but it's got to be on a team-friendly deal. Why would he do that? I mean, we know he just got married, right? He's probably getting ready to start a family. You've got to take care of your financial future, and so does everybody in this game. And maybe that is what is taking so long for Sean Payton to lock down an offensive coordinator, a defensive coordinator. Again, Matt Patricia, former Patriots defensive coordinator, and he splashed around the offensive waters with Mac Jones a little bit last year, and it was a disaster. Matt Patricia was in town. He's in town right now in Denver, in this snowstorm that we're experiencing. And uh, he interviewed for the defensive coordinator position. You could read all about it at milehighhuddle.com. Chad's got that article front page for you. So you don't have to search for it anywhere or anything like that. Can't miss it. Report Broncos interview Patriots assistant Matt Patricia for the defensive coordinator job. Seth, I appreciate you rocking with us, baby. Denver Broncos for life, MHH for life. And uh, guys, it's been so humbling too to see all the support we get here at mhh social media can be so toxic right and we tend to to throw jabs at each other insults at each other things of that nature different publications it's really cool to see the support from mhh from our super chat superstars from our friends from our family letting us know that we're doing a decent job. Let us know how we can improve also. We always want to improve. We want to make content better for you. We want to make podcasts better for you, articles better for you, everything better for you. And uh, we really, really take those reviews to heart. So thank you guys so much. <laughs> Jay, coming back in, my friend absolutely hated Matt Patricia. Um, yeah, man, Broncos country is not showing a lot of love to matt patricia again they're a little bit scorned right when it comes to the patriot way and things of that nature but i think it's worth echoing this wouldn't be the patriot way this is the sean payton way baby this is payton and payton company and george payton and sean payton i would imagine again i'm speculating haven't seen the contract i would imagine sean payton he's the grand poobah he's in charge of who's coming in as a free agent. Uh, he's in charge of who he wants as a player. He's in charge of who he wants as a coach. I think George Payton, his expertise, it's going to be scouting. And you've got to hit on this draft. Again, the Broncos have six picks right now. There's been a ton of rumors out there. And read them on milehighhuddle.com. Is Garrett Bowles being shopped? Uh, I don't know about that. Cortland Sutton, really good article up by Nick Kendall right now. Be sure to check that out. Phil McLaughlin coming in again. Phil, you've been such a great supporter. You're one of those cats I'm talking about where uh, we need you, we love you, and we can't thank you enough. Between coaching and injury, it is really difficult to judge the real value of some of our players in my mind. Wow, that's a really fascinating statement, and it's true. I mean, between being the most injured team 
and all of the NFL last year, not having a guy to throw out there at any given position because they're hurt, right? Usually with hamstrings too. How can you, how can you really evaluate that roster? And then you got coaching staff that was just huge youthful movement. And we use the word energy more than you do when you describe the sun, when it talks about Nathaniel Hackett, um, it's tough. It's tough to evaluate these guys, but the good news is Sean Payton's been in this game for a minute, and he has been evaluating guys. You better believe, unlike Vic Fangio, who didn't watch the previous year's game film because he's a grouchy old man, Sean Payton has been watching game film before he even took this position. Again, that was his job at Fox Sports as well, a lot like Rex Ryan at ESPN. They're analysts. They stay plugged in to what teams are doing, especially if those teams are calling for, I don't know, head coaching interviews with the richest ownership group in all the sport. Um, those things just kind of tend to work themselves out. And, and I would be shocked if Sean Payton has not already done some sort of roster evaluation, but a bigger domino has got to fall. What are the offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator going to think of these players? Again, that their opinions are going to be highly valued. And I know Sean Payton is going to be calling that offense, but the offensive coordinator works so closely as well with, with not just the quarterback, not the running back, the, the entire offense in charge of putting those schemes together. Sean Payton will lead those schemes, but the ultimate delivery of them, that's going to fall on the OC. Michael Ranquillo again coming in, man. Appreciate you so much. Great show tonight. Luke and Thomas Hall on the Mile High Huddle podcast. Go Broncos and buck them. That's right, buck them. If someone says, you know, Broncos are sorry, they're going nowhere fast, get that T-shirt on, man, and say buck them. Uh, we appreciate everybody's support, man. And you can get your swag, mhhmerch.com. Get your swag on. D-Generation X again, man, coming in. Can't thank you enough for all the support, brother. Um, I even throw up throw up an X here before I get in trouble. Why trade anybody? Run it back with everybody if you can last year, because like Sean Payton said, there were a lot of dirty hands in that Denver Broncos team. That's right. Um, and I've got an article up on that too, talking about how this is a team sport. And that's what Marshawn Lynch talked about playing with Russell Wilson in Seattle. It wasn't just Pete. It wasn't the Legion of Boom. It was everybody. And that's what the Broncos have got to figure out. Why trade players? Because you need draft capital, because you need guys playing on the rookie contract. Ideally, you come to some of these guys who are ending their rookie contract, like, I don't know, a Dalton Reisner or a Draymond Jones, and you try to lock these deals down before they become free agents. That wasn't the case this year because the Broncos threw all their money into a quarterback that didn't play well and his deal doesn't start until the end of this season. So I think that they're going to constantly be evaluating players if they can get a good draft pick, George Payton's going to do it. George Payton is a scout of scout of scout folks, and he uh, he loves draft picks. I mean, the more darts you have, the more chances to hit. And you guys have been absolutely awesome rocking with me again. Tom had a family emergency, so I appreciate you guys rocking with Scott and I. Scott's been able to keep me on on uh, on track here as I'm rocking solo. We'll answer one or two, and then we'll get out of here. Todd Austendorf coming in. Thanks, Todd. Luke, who can the Broncos target in the middle rounds and the second round to build the D-line and O-line? Oh, man, that's that's a tough one. That's a really tough one. I, I really liked Cody Mock out of North Dakota State, just like everybody did, and Scott got to see him too down in the Senior Bowl. Uh, he was kind of the bell of the ball, being able to play all five positions on the O-line. He's raw. He's young. He's a former quarterback slash tight end coming out of North Dakota, so he's definitely athletic, but his stock is rising right now, guys, and – it's going to be really curious to see what guys look like in the underwear Olympics next week. Also with the NFL combine starting in Indianapolis again, guys, the scouting combine is where deals get done. So do not be surprised if the Broncos hopefully have a coaching staff figured out by then. And then you start seeing some of the negotiations and the contract extensions with Dalton Reisner and Draymond Jones. At least they start to be reported. At least things are, are getting out there. That's what I would say to that one. And we will just have to have to wait and see Kathy, Kathy coming in since she likes that the underwear Olympics guys, we're just about at the one hour mark. So we're going to go ahead and pop out again. Thank you for rocking with me and Tom and Scott on MHI every Wednesday night at 6 PM mountain right here, baby MHI. We've got all of your news and uh, news analysis and anything relevant. 
pertaining to the Denver Broncos over at milehighhuddle.com. Be sure to go on over to the mothership at Mile High Huddle on Twitter. You could follow Tom on Twitter at Thomas Hall NFL, Scott at Scout Kennedy, and yours truly at Luke Patterson LP. Be sure to give us a review wherever you listen to your podcasts and let us know how we're doing. Again, we take those things to heart. We'd really love a five star. If not, let us know how we can improve. You guys have been rocking with us over 200 eyes on us, at least on YouTube tonight. And we can't thank you enough. Be sure to give us a like on Facebook and YouTube, wherever you're listening to this stream and make sure, you know, we got you. We've even got Twitter going. We've got Twitch, YouTube, Facebook. I mean, we're covered on all the bases. Chad, make sure of that. Uh, Broncos country. Thank you. Hopefully we've got a defensive coordinator and offensive coordinator by the time we log on next Wednesday here on MHI. Until then, I'm Luke Patterson saying always believe in that Mile High Magic. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.